Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 192 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, February 11th, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, people? Yeah, Carl, that's great. He's playing the role of the Invisible Man. And joining us in the studio once again is Jim Savard. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Back from the dead. Yeah, man. It's been a while. Sorry I missed Jan- the first one of the year, but uh, I was out sick as a dog. Mm. Didn't get to talk Star Wars, but I'll talk Harley Quinn with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you'll, you'll be talking about uh, Birds of Prey with us. Um, I haven't had a chance to see it, uh, but you have. And Carl uh, is actually watching it right now as we speak. Um, he will be running late. But he'll be here, and uh, he'll talk about his thoughts on the movie as well. Can't wait for that. Um, yeah, the dog ate his homework. <laughs> oh, yeah, clearly, yeah. <laughs> and we got Brian Lopes in the chat. What's going on, man? Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, man, I know that the yeah sickness, the flu, uh, flu-like symptoms, has been have it, it's been widespread going yep. around. Like, I, I've, I've read that February is the peak month for that. Mine was January. That's yeah. how I started Christmas through New Year's. It was, mm. it was brutal, but yeah, I'm still got the cough. But other than that, yeah. I'm okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I know. For me, uh, last Wednesday, like I started feeling like feverish when I came home. Like I had like the ch- body chills and the sweats. Like my body temperature was fluctuating up and down. And um, oh, yeah, that's a good feeling, isn't it? Oh yeah. It it, it was like a literal roller coaster, <laughs> but. But uh, the worst of it has passed, and um, I'm pretty much like, I'd say 90%. Um, I went and got a flu shot. There you go. Yep. So my first one ever. Never had a flu shot before. But, you know, because of because so many people have been catching it, I've, I was like, you know what? I've been tempting fate all these years. I, I might as well just get it and, you know, be done with it. So, you know. Tempting fate, like driving through New York speeding? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, driving through New York State at 88 miles per hour. Yeah. yeah. You wanted that pizza, right? That that pineapple pizza? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're like, crap, he always remembers this stuff. Hey, hey, listen, pineapple pizza is the, you know, ham and pineapple pizza, you know, got to get in the right places. Uh, but, yeah, Nick Quattrini is here. So he, he says, hey, Jim and Vic. Hey, Nick, what's going on, brother? Yeah, yeah, welcome to the chat, man. Yeah. So uh so yeah, uh we're here. Um yeah, anything else anything going on in your world, man? Oh, I just got transferred at work from Massachusetts to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I'd rather stay in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. No offense to the people in Connecticut, but yep. forget it. Um and just some movies, music, comics, you know. Yep. Trying to lay low. Okay. You know how it is. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Uh, for me, um, pretty much just been busy uh, with work and, and school and whatnot. You know, we're trying to trying to wrap up the final semester. You awesome. Know? Yep. And, uh, and trying to start my uh, job search endeavors. Your future. Yes. Yes. Futures are important. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and you know, besides that, uh, I've been trying to squeeze in some some uh, books and movies here and there. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this website, uh, Goodreads. 
Yes, I have heard of yeah. it. Someone someone told me about it. Yeah, Goodreads. This is cool. This is a cool website. Um, a buddy of mine, John Haponic, yeah. um, fellow DC fan. That's the guy. Is he from Texas? Yeah. Yes. I, I every time. <laughs> yep. He always comes up. Yeah. Um, he actually recommended the site to me um, months ago. Not months ago, but years ago. And um, it's essentially it's like a free like book uh, tracking website, so you can like indicate like or rate all the books that you've read and recommend favorites and whatnot and so i've done i'm, I'm doing a, a 2020 uh, reading challenge and um, you can pick any number of books that you're that you want to read for the year and um, i just decided to pick an arbitrary number i said no nah, I'll, I'll choose 60 books oh god <laughs> and um and so and so far i've 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 read six um and the last book I read was well. Two of the last books I read. One was a collection of short stories. Um, it was a stories of your life and others uh, by Ted Chiang, which I talked about uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast. Uh, it's like a collection of like sci-fi short stories. That's cool. Um, one of which, uh, story of, story of your life. That's the, that's the story where the movie Arrival is based okay. on. Yep, it's it's really good. Like if you're a fan of sci-fi, then right. so then that's kind of like. <coughs> Unique and metaphysical kind of you can I recommend that and he had, and he had a, and he has a new collection of short stories that came out uh, just recently uh, a few months ago called Exhalations, um, which is another collection of sci-fi stories. So I'll definitely get into that. Um, I also read uh, Batman White Knight. Okay, what do you think? I thought I thought it was a really interesting concept. Um, I liked I liked the, the the concept of the Joker becoming completely sane and using his uh, his criminal genius to actually point out the corruption in Gotham City to yep. the to the point where, you know, he questions the very need of of a Batman and what and how and if Batman is committing more, uh, it, it has more of a worse effect for Gotham City than good. Right. And when you tie into the corruption of Gotham City, how they actually have like a Batman uh, insurance fund, or like, which is basically like a like Batman is like a. Like an act of God, like like a like a natural Lightning disaster, bolt. like a na- like, like <coughs> or like a natural disaster, and how basically how Batman terrorizes a lot of poor neighborhoods, and they're like, wait a minute, <laughs> and so and so Joker kind of, you know, turns public opinion against Batman, and then he actually starts running for public office, and I'm like, wow, this is this is a really interesting take on. Right. On on their on the whole Joker Batman dynamic, and I think it would make for an interesting, interesting film, like like a one off, because it's a it's part of DC Black Label. Right. Um, so if they did like a one off something like that, then I'd be interested in watching that. They they followed up with a second series too. Yeah. There's another one coming out. Oh yeah, Cur- it's out right now. Yeah. Yeah, Curse of the White Knight. Yep. Yeah, I haven't read that yet, so. but uh, but I hope hopefully that'll be just as good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, besides that, uh, I've been. Uh, haven't haven't been catching up with uh, comics uh, uh, lately. Um, but I do have a, I do have some on my reading list. Like I've um, let me see, I've caught up with Wonder Woman, okay. like up up to issue seven hundred and fifty. Um, I do want to catch up to Flash seven fifty. That's coming soon. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, I'm also continuing with uh, Batman's the main the main run uh, with which which Tom King uh, just ended, and uh, I think James Tynion the fourth picked up. So I'm interested in seeing what he's going to do with that with the series from here, um, and other than that, oh, and other than that, uh, oh, we have another commenter, Vanessa Seely. She says Goodreads is great. Shout out to that Fiji water as well. 
Yep. That's that that is Fiji water is great. I love it. Also, Eddie Ortiz has joined the chat. What's up, man? Uh, get well soon, bro. Uh, he's struck him with the flu and strep throat. Oh, welcome to the club or, you know, the family. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. And besides that, I did have a chance to uh, read up on the Oscars uh, okay. results. Um, I don't know if you have seen the movie Parasite. No, I've heard of it. Yeah. But I haven't seen it. Oh, Parasite! It's a it's a phenomenal it's a Korean film. movie, right? Yep, Definitely. South Korean. Um, it's uh, it actually won four Oscars, including um, well, it, it won Best International Feature, uh, Best Original Screenplay, Bong Joon Ho, uh, Best Director, Bong Joon Ho, and Best Picture. So it won the top prize uh, at, at this year's Oscars this past Sunday, and I think that it's actually the best choice like this is this is like one of those rare instances where the oscars actually chooses the best film of the year uh, for their top prize and what's interesting is that parasite it's uh it's the first uh international feature winner to also win best picture wow uh, yep and it's also the first non-english language film to win best picture um it's also the second film in oscar history to have won the Palme d'Or, which is the top prize in the Cannes Film Festival. Um, it's only the second film to do that. The first film to do that was Marty in 1955 with Ernest Borgnine. Wow. Yeah. So so it's, it's definitely a history-making film, and it's a phenomenal feature. Um, if, you, if you're not familiar, <coughs> uh, Parasite, it's about this... Uh, so it's a tale about two families. Uh, one, one is the, the Park family. They're like this, these rich you know, well-to-do, super-privileged uh, folks. And then you have the Kim family who are, who are dirt poor. They're living in a, in a basement apartment. Um, they live in the slums. And one by one, the, the poor family in, uh, uh, sort of like inf- insinuates themselves in the lives of the rich family where, where it begins with the son who poses as, like, um, as a tutor to, uh, for the, to tutor their daughter. Uh, and uh, and the and a housewife who's kind of oblivious is like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, okay, and then the and then the son is like, hey, um, you know, I I know I know of a classmate who's like a who's like a world renowned like art art therapist. Maybe I can introduce you to her, and that art therapist is his sister, and then she comes in and she t- and she gets a job by tutoring their son, the rich family son. And then, uh, and then they're like, "Hey, we had we are, are you looking for a new housekeeper and a driver? We you know a couple people." And then the housekeeper and the new driver are their parents, and so they come in, and then they're working for this rich family. But the rich family doesn't even know that they're being wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that they're being played, and 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 for a while things seem to be going pretty well, and then like the the film takes like a sharp left turn, and from there it's like whoa what is going on like this is where we're going and like like you you've you got to you've you definitely have to see it for yourself like it's a phenomenal film like i'll how check it, it out because I, I, yeah. I heard it one i was like i was interested in seeing it yeah what about you carl what'd you think oh uh, that's so huh yeah yeah carl's carl be like uh well you see i don't like watch movies with like subtitles because like i can't read <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh man! Oh, yeah. oh, and uh, Kyle Chapman's asking, um, 
Let me see. Um, no Carl Bird. Did we hurt him that bad? Uh, well, a funny thing with uh, uh, Kyle Chapman as well as uh, Brian Lopes and Eddie Ortiz, uh, they're, they, they have their own res- wrestling podcast, UWO, Urban World Order. And this past Sunday, uh, they, they uh, posted a meme that Carl himself made, um, which is a picture of uh, Ving Rhames from the movie Baby Boy. And he's, you know, he's naked. And he's and he and he's like he has his back turned and he's looking at the camera and he's like, "You want some breakfast?" And for some reason, Carl Sumer posts his face oh. on Ving Rhames, and 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 UWO posted that meme multiple times and just had and you were just like laughing their asses off about it. Oh man! Like like this was, it was like a self own because Carl made the meme himself. O- open door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. Oh, oh man, and it, it was it was so hilarious, and and you know to to answer to answer Kyle's question, um, yeah, yeah, may, may, maybe maybe the reason why Carl decided to choose to watch Birds of Prey, you know, at this time, is, and to come in a little later is because maybe he's trying to play it off, maybe trying to live down that meme. Uh, if I if I was able to put it on the screen, I would have done it again just for hilarity's sake. But yeah, wait till he gets there. Yeah, because <laughs> he won't be expecting it from me. Oh no! <laughs> oh man, but but yeah, Parasite. Uh, definitely check that out. That's a phenomenal film. Um, so, what, what, <coughs> did you, what did you think about Joaquin Phoenix winning? Um, I thought I thought it was deserved. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, even though the Joker, it's a fi- as a mo- as a film itself, I thought it was fine. But I thought he was like absolutely terrific. I mean, he he. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like. Castaway, where Tom Hanks had to carry the whole movie, mm-hmm. like he had to do the same thing. Mm. He, like he really had to carry that. There was nobody else. He wasn't fighting Batman. It was he was like fighting himself in essence. Yeah, and it was. I, I think he did a great job. So I was kind of psyched he won that. Oh yeah, me too. And this is actually like the. It's like, I think this is like the second time, perhaps, in which two actors uh, won. Won, won an Oscar for playing the same character because right. it was like Heath Ledger who played the Joker in The Dark Knight. And then you look at Al Pacino, no, Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro who both played Vito Corleone in Godfather 1 and yeah. 2. So so I thought that was a pretty interesting parallel. Um, but yeah, Joaquin Phoenix uh, winning for The Joker was well-deserved, um, especially how how that film kind of like wears its Martin Scorsese influence on its sleeve. If you've ever seen like Taxi Driver... Yep. Or King of Comedy, yeah, um, and it also won Best Original Score as well. <coughs> um, let me see. We also had a uh, see Renee Zellweger won Best Actress for Judy Garland. Uh, Laura Dern won for Marriage Story. The movie's on Netflix. Um, Brad Pitt finally winning his first acting Oscar wow. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, that was a good movie too. I don't know if you've seen no. it. No, are you no. T- Tarantino fan? I am. His movies are hit or miss. They're either like mm. like Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction were great, mm-hmm. um, and then others. I'm like, yeah, I like like he did a short thing, um, Four Rooms. He oh. he had a it's it's um four different directors, mm-hmm. and it takes place in a hotel on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and it's got like Tim Roth is a bellboy and he's go, he's covering for somebody and like Antonio Banderas is in it, Tarantino's in it, and it's it's a fun movie and it's like each one is a different story, but it's it's he's the connector and it's like a screwed up movie mm. but it's worth it it's it's a good good movie okay Four. it's an older one yeah but it's uh tim roth is at his best okay so yeah, yeah we'll have to check that out Four bruce years. willis is in it madonna mm-hmm. um ioni sky uh, 
uh, the girl from Flashdance. Mm. Uh, oh, is it uh, Jessica Jennifer Beals? Yeah, she's in it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's a fun movie. It's kind of like a like a really dark comedy. Okay. Yep. Nice. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and also, let's see. Yep. And also, um, speaking speaking of the Oscars too, uh, the Lighthouse was nominated, didn't win for best cinematography. Um, I know you want. I know you've said that you've seen the Lighthouse, yeah. and you know you definitely wanted to talk a bit about. It. I know you were talking about it earlier before the show, but you said that you went on a date yeah. to see this. Kind of somewhat, yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting. Um, it would have been. Uh, I like the fact it was black and white. I love the foghorn. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever see Rumblefish? Yes. You know how the fish had one color. Yeah. I, I wish like, it was the only color in the whole movie. It was black and white, and the fish was what was it red? I think it was red. Yeah, red or turquoise or something like that. I, I wish I wish the lighthouse had had color in it, mm-hmm. just the lighthouse, like the little the beam around it. Yeah, I thought that would have been pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely um, a unique movie because it wasn't anything I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And you you're watching it and you're kind of like, what the hell's going on? And then you're kind of like the pigeon and the, the seagull or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. I know you liked it. Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah. So what what did you love about it? Oh man, I just loved the just the weird atmosphere surrounding it, um, you, and just especially the, the chemistry between uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Um, I re- especially Dafoe's character, who's like, who's kind of like part Captain Ahab, part uh, sea captain from The Simpsons, yep. just a more menacing version. Um, I loved how unexpectedly funny the movie was, especially like the dialogue, the period dialogue, which I thought was like nailed and written so well, so so beautifully, especially the scene where Willem Dafoe um, curses uh, Robert Pattinson because he insulted his cooking. Yep. It was May Neptune strikey, dead winds low, hark, Triton, hark. And he's like, and then he goes into that whole monologue, uh, it, 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 describing the befitted arm and the coral tine trident. <laughs> I'm like, wow. And and William Defoe, he didn't even blink in that whole monologue. To he him. was like, he was like totally like, he he was, um, I think you nailed it with the Captain Ahab. He had that like crazy ass mentality. Mm-hmm. Like he just was like obsessed with Pattinson's character. It was like. Man, just just keep bringing it, and it was it was it was a fun movie to watch. But there yeah. were some weird scenes in it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh boy. Um, yeah. But I I think it was like for all that was going on, like the one thing that stuck out was that freaking horn. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was timed perfectly. It it burst, and it was just like it was like ominous. Mm-hmm. And I think it just kind of like tied it like tied like if you're gonna bring something on the stage, bring it on the stage, and they did, and that was perfect. I thought that just kind of like wrapped up everything nice and tight mm-hmm. so. yeah it, it did too like and especially like uh, as the as the film progresses like you, you kind of wonder like you kind of wonder like what exactly is the nature of their relationship because like there's a scene where you know it seems like there are four weeks you know is up but then all of a sudden this storm comes and you know nobody's able to you know relieve them and and part, part of me was wondering was that Perhaps by design, perhaps William Defoe's character has a bit more power, more control over this environment than than you normally would expect. A little or, supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. 
a little bit of that. Um, I've heard, and I've heard, and I've heard, I've heard a, a review that compared it to like a, like another take on the Prometheus. Okay. Uh, the story, um, and especially the ending, the very last shot. But but yeah, man, I I absolutely loved the lighthouse, and um, and it's from the same director, Robert Eggers, who did The Witch. I yep. don't know if you've seen that one. No, I haven't. I would. I was told about it oh the witch I, I think you would like that one uh that one's a it's like a takes place in the 1600s um so it's like a it's called a new england folktale that's a, that's a tagline okay so it's about like this <clears throat> like this puritan family that lives on the edge of these uh woods in, in some new england town and uh their their infant their infant son disappears and they don't know what's happened and uh there is a witch that lives in the woods and, but well, at the same time, like this family is very, very religious, and so maybe maybe it's their own um, beliefs kind of like turning in against them. Uh, it, it's 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 just it's just so well done. It's like full of dread, especially especially like the goat Black Philip. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> oh man, it's yeah. The and the ending is quite disturbing. I was like. Wow. There's nothing wrong with a disturbing ending. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, like, it, I think about the mist and that ending. Like oh, you you man. don't get more disturbing than that. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, that ending, the mist. Um it, it, and the movie's been around for a while, but even even if you know the ending, it's 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 amazing. Like the part where the ending where Tom Thomas Jane ends up you know, his is killing his family. It's 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 the he they survive in the car. The car mm. runs out of gas, and it's like, was it two with? They had five bullets, and there were six of them, or, or was there five of them, and they had four bullets? Yeah. And uh, the monsters are coming, and and they're like, they shoot him, and then he's got one bullet left. He's got none left. He can't kill himself, and he's mm-hmm. stuck. And then all of a sudden, the monsters are gone, and it's the military, and they survived, and he's like devastated because everyone in the car just killed themselves, including his son. Yeah. And it was it was like such a brutal, shocking ending. It's like mm-hmm. you didn't see it coming, and when it happened, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. 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 That was that was a gut punch of an ending. Yep. Yeah. Especially there's there's um uh where that where where the caravan passes, and then you see Melissa McBride from The Walking Dead. Yep. Yeah, she's there and she's looking at him because cause early in early on in the film she asked anybody from the super, in the supermarket if they can help look for her, like her children, I yep. think. And nobody came and volunteered. And so and she was the first one to leave too. She yeah. went into the fog or mm-hmm. the mist yep. and survived. So Yeah. So yeah, that was devastating. Yep. But but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would make a great triple feature. <laughs> like the the lighthouse, the witch, uh, the mist. Um. Yeah, and, and speaking of horror movies, have you seen um any of Ari Aster's movies, um Hereditary or Midsommar? No, I heard Hereditary sucked. Oh no, I I haven't. You're the first person to say anything good. I, I've heard. I've only known three people that have seen it, mm-hmm. but two of them were like no, and then the third one was like it was horrible. Oh no, I, I disagree. Like like uh, Hereditary, it's a it's a slow burn. Um. I, I would say just just let it just watch it and just see where just let it take let it let it take you to where it wants to take you. Okay. Um, it's it's definitely got elements of like The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby, um, 
I, I could kind of see those those two films kind of like being like the main two main influences. Uh, but it, it's it's definitely a slow burn, and it's definitely worth watching. Just just watch it. Yeah, definitely watch right. it. Judge for yourself. Like yeah. it's 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 a distinct feature. And Tony Collette was like was like was fantastic in it. Um, Midsommar. Uh, I heard good things about that. That's on my to watch list. Yeah, that one was really intriguing. Like the whole cu- the whole uh, cult, Swedish cult, okay. um, and in this remote village, and their and their unique and like unsettling customs, um, and how how these, well, essentially, for lack of a better word, tourists are basically, you know their fates were sealed at the minute that they set foot in this village, but they don't know it. Yeah. And, and, and at its core, it's basically, it's also a, a, a relationship story or a breakup story uh, at its core too. When, especially look, when you look at the relationship between the, like the two main characters. Yeah. And it's like, and, and you see, and you see, and you see how it ultimately resolves. It's like, Oh, I see what you're doing. Nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Like I said, it is on my list cause I've, I've heard good things about it. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, man. So yeah, man. Some 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 good horror movie stuff out there, man. And uh, speaking of which, uh, any other recommendations you might have? I just had one. I was thinking about it too, and I slipped my mind. Crud. Um, not Birds of Prey. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, what was it? I just watched it the other day too. Come on, I got a blank. I'm sorry. Oh, um, oh yes. Um, well, it's not horror, but I know that you've uh, you were talking a bit about um, uh, Rise of Skywalker, and you said that you've enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you're gonna put me on the hot seat on this one, huh? Yeah. Right. Um, I I just found it that um, as an as like a I was there when the original Star Wars came out type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like future generations had had expectations of you know the prequels and the sequels all being as good as the original 3 mm-hmm. and and we've talked about this in the past where i think the original 3 were so unique at the time yeah and now like a lot of these movies are all like similar like they're all the cgi and they're all clean and pretty and even mm-hmm. the scenes that are supposed to be dirty and dark aren't really dirty and dark they're just kind of like cgi mm-hmm. um and I know a lot of people had any issues with these, uh, what is it, sequels? Pre- I don't know, whatever the hell they are. Yeah. The the last three movies, well, the last two movies, people were complaining about, you know, this, that. I just thought this was like kind of a nice ending mm-hmm. to it. It wasn't anything great, but it wasn't bad. It, it did fan service, mm-hmm. but um, I it, it was sure as hell a lot better than, and I'm sorry, people are going to hate me for saying this, mm-hmm. Then Baby Yoda. I am like so <laughs> sick of seeing Baby Yoda. It's mm. like when you listen to the radio and you hear one song and then you change the station and you hear the song again and you change the station and you hear the song again. Baby Yoda's everywhere. I don't care. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I feel like at least Rise of Skywalker, it was it was a nice ending. It wasn't perfect. There oh, were no. things, but I think it was at least if you're going to end it, it ended it decently. It wasn't an embarrassment. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I looked at it. It was like, it wrapped it up. It's over. It's done with. 
they kept their mouth shut about Harrison Ford, which was great. Mm-hmm. It was like when, like I said earlier, it was like when Darth Maul was in the solo movie. Nobody knew it was coming. You know, that's that's what that's what makes a movie enjoyable when you get that special moment when you're not expecting it and you're like wow that's kind of like i didn't know that was happening yeah especially nowadays with social media you get everything before it's like ruined Mm -hmm. you know so it's nice when you don't know something's gonna happen yeah so and they did a really good job with the uh the leia scenes because i know a lot of people were concerned about Mm -hmm. how they were going to incorporate her and what they were going to do yeah so Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad that you uh you got you got more enjoyment out of Rise of Skywalker than I did. It's not like I'd buy it, but yeah, you know, it, it was it wasn't as bad as it could have been, and it was, you know, better than I thought it would be, kind of. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <coughs> um, yeah, like I uh, I, I remember uh, Carl, I my, myself, and uh, Awol, uh who was here, uh, reviewed the show and. Um, that's yeah. the one I missed when I was sick. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and needless to say, like, like I, I wasn't a fan. Like, I had so many. There were so many problems with the film that I, it, that for me, like, it just ruined uh, the integrity of of the of the sequel trilogy, and and also too, like, it showed that the uh, producers of the f- of the films had no plan go- no overarching narrative plan for the sequel trilogy and um and and they paid the price at the end because and especially when you have a, a director like JJ Abrams who's more who's more who's who is a talented filmmaker but he's more apt to you know bring back rehashed nostalgic you know little scenes to make, to reference like greatness instead of creating something original um and like, like for example, it's like it's like the whole Star Trek Inst- Into Darkness thing, where you had um, uh, Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch, yep. you know, who says, "Oh, my name is Khan," but if you've never seen Wrath of Khan or don't know what that character is, you're you're watching it, you're like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, hmm. I guess he's supposed to mean some something, yeah. So it it, it was it had it was like a, some bit of that going on. Um, but but yeah, like uh, and and I think you mentioned this before we started too. Like, um, hopefully Disney will actually give Star Wars a rest. Um, I know that they have Mandalorian season two coming out, but um, I really want I really want Disney to give fans a chance to miss Star Wars. Like, let it let it breathe, let it like kind of exactly. linger in the public consciousness, like in the back of the public's consciousness, and then come up with something original. Um, I'm thinking maybe something that could be creatively ambitious maybe something that's maybe something that's like takes place well within the star wars universe but maybe like make something that's totally different like genre wise like like make maybe make like a a star wars detective story or something like that or something that takes place like hundreds of years after the sequel trilogy aren't they supposed to be doing that i think they're going to the old republic like 400 years before any of that so there are multiple siths and all sorts of stuff i think that's that's what trevor had mentioned to me yeah i heard, I heard something <laughs> like that too like um like there's potential of going back like f- to the old republic era and be and even beyond that um which i mean you, you could but i like to see like forward momentum when it comes to storytelling right yeah yeah like that's how i feel like star trek mm-hmm. like i sit here and like you know we're you know we go to discovery we go to Enterprise. Now we're going to Picard. It's like, can we go <laughs> forward? Like, you know, when Deep Space Nine ended, the whole quadrant was a disaster. Like, the Romulans, 
were in shambles. The Federation was in shambles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Klingon Empire was in shambles. Cardassia was destroyed. Oof. Like, like, why don't you just make a, a, a show like 50 years after that and see what happens? Mm. Like, maybe there's a new powerhouse. Like, that, that's the way to go with Star Trek, not keep going backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to see Picard with Seven of Nine and, and Data and Riker and Troy and, and I guess they're talking about the Doctor from Voyager. Let's move forward. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, you can only mine nostalgia for so long. Because you know what happens when the day comes when you know you know not 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 saying you know, not 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 wishing for this to happen anytime soon. But what you know when the day comes when these legendary actors you know pass away. You know when they pass on. It's like, well, what are you left with? Um, you're gonna have to come up with some original ideas then. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Hey, speaking of um, original ideas or or maybe even eerily profitable prophesizing mm-hmm. um you remember the james franco planet of the apes uh yes remember how it ended yeah with the pilot getting on the plane infected mm-hmm. and spreading the disease through the world yeah. i mean think about what we're going through right now mm. like you know you hear about people taking planes and they're getting quarantined and and cruise ships getting you know stuck it stuck in bay because they, they they're infected mm-hmm. like all i thought about was that planet of the apes scene where this Pilot gets on a plane infected, and he's going like all over the world, spreading the disease. Yeah, and it's like, damn. Yeah, and that kind of reminds me where um, with this whole all this talk about the coronavirus. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. and um, I heard that <coughs> heard that one of the top Google searches was the movie Contagion. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which came out like what 2011, 2012. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh! And so it's making me think about those other like similar outbreak movies, like the, like the aforementioned outbreak. outbreak. Yeah. Yep. Um, man, and there was like I think there was like the Andromeda Strain, I believe. I yep. think it was a novel. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, speaking speaking of diseases, hey, let's talk about uh, Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, uh, which is uh, DC Comics' latest film. Um, this is directed by Kathy Yan, um, who's uh, should never direct the show again. Okay, well, um, this movie uh, it's I'll, I'll give you the rundown of the cast. Uh, it stars Margot Robbie rep- reprising her her role as Harleen Quinzel, aka Harley Quinn. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Helena Bertinelli, aka Huntress. Journey Smollett Bell as Dina Lance, aka Black Canary. Rosie Perez, Chris Messina as Victor Zaz. Oh, okay. Ella J. Basco as Cassandra Kane, uh, Ali Wong, and Ewan McGregor as Roman Sionis, a.k.a. Black Mask. Well, this sounds like a really good cast, really good, uh, you know, mix of characters. Okay. Um, Movie sucked. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> well, uh, so yeah, so yeah, Jim, uh, tell us how you really feel about uh, Birds of Prey. Well, I'm... Um, just a background, I'm a huge DC comic fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Batman, and I love Hawkman, and uh, I, if I had to choose between DC and Marvel, I would choose DC, and you know it. We've had this conversation many times. Yeah. Um, this movie was an embarrassment. Oh. Um, I feel like, like when I saw Shazam, I was like, this just looks dumb, and I didn't watch it because I just I couldn't be bothered. Uh, you should be bothered, though. And then, and then I watched... Like my son, we were at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and I was at my sister's at the Super Bowl watching, 
and my son wanted to see Birds of Prey, and I was like, all right, we'll go. And then my two nephews were like, oh, yeah, we'll go, we'll go. So the four of us were at this movie, mm-hmm. and um, <coughs> one of them is, is comes with us. My, my nephew Nick comes to us quite a few movies. Chris comes once in a while. Mm-hmm. So we watch this movie, and we get there, and I'm kind of like, I don't know if I really, you know, I, I wasn't into it, but usually when I'm not into a movie, at least I can kind of, you know, yeah. be reasonable. Yeah. Like the first five minutes, I looked at my son and I was like, "I, you owe me big for this. It was wow. just, it started off bad and it just got worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say the, the plus is because I know you haven't seen it and I don't want to ruin it for you if you go see it. Okay. Um, but I don't want to ruin it for you either, <coughs> Carl. I mean, I know, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, the Huntress, I like the Huntress character. But like the first five or six minutes of her screen time, mm-hmm. it was like they were trying to be funny with her, mm-hmm. and she's not a funny character. Right. She's like a deadpan. She's like a female Batman. So you're gonna sit there and kind of like they were trying to be cute, funny with her, and then it was almost like some like someone flipped a switch and then they got a little more serious with her. Mm-hmm. Her character was enjoyable. Um, Black Canary, fantastic. Mm-hmm. That girl nailed it. Um, it she those two were like really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosie Perez was perfect for okay. her character. I mean, she nailed it. It was she was great. Like as a comic fan, she got it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mago Ro- Robbie, yep, sucked the wind out of the movie. Really? Yep. It was like, and I don't know if it was her or the way the script was written, but. You know she's supposed to be annoying. Harley yeah. Quinn is supposed to be that pest and stuff. Yeah. But it was like 10 times worse. It was like they upped it to make her 10 times more annoying than she should be. Mm-hmm. And you know when you take a character that's one way and you make them 10 times worse mm-hmm. or 10 times more like magnifying it? Yeah. That's what they did with her. And mm-hmm. I I I guess the way they had her dressed, mm-hmm. you know, they caught shit for the last movie the way she was dressed. So they had her in these like baggy, uh, like baggy jeans. Yeah, like Daisy Daisy Duke jeans, you know. But it, she looked like they just grabbed anything out of the trash bin and told her to wear it. Mm. It was just, and then Cassandra Kane is in the comics. She's a Batgirl. Yeah. She sees her parents get killed. She loses her voice. Can't talk. I think it's Deathstroke trains her. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's like this little. Pocket. It, it was it was like a disgrace to Cassandra Kane, mm-hmm. and I don't know what was going on with Black Mask and Victor Zaz. That was a nightmare. There, like they had this like really bizarre relationship. Mm-hmm. It was it, instead of being like ominous and and like villains, they were like cutesy. Like I don't know. It just it didn't work. It, it wasn't a good. Their interactions w- wasn't enjoyable, so mm-hmm. it, the whole movie was like, I suffered through it. Oh wow! Man. I mean, even though the the, the fight scenes w- were, were entertaining, mm-hmm. um, but the the dialogue, mm-hmm. it was like they were looking for a cheap thrill. Like if you didn't like Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and I said to you, watch Suicide Squad and then go watch Birds of Prey. You'd come out and be like, "Oh, Suicide Squad was awesome, Jim." <laughs> really, I, that, that's how bad I thought. 
Oh. That's how bad I thought this movie was. Oh, man. See, see, now I'm intrigued now because you, you, know, you know my feelings on Suicide Squad right. and how I thought that movie was an embarrassment. And, and I thought that Margot Robbie, uh, funnily enough, was one of the bright spots of the, of the movie. And oh, and Carl's at the door. Carl's at the door. Yeah. You want to get it, or you want me to get it? Um, could you get it? I can get it. Yeah, thank you, Jim. You're welcome. Yeah. So, uh, so as Jim's gonna go downstairs and uh, fetch Carl Bird. Peace out, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Game. Uh, so as uh, Jim's gonna go, uh, go fetch our late co-host. Um, uh, I, I I will say that I I do still plan on seeing Birds of Prey. Um, I I do like DC's streak of good films. There's Wonder Woman, there's Aquaman, and there's Shazam. I love Shazam so much. It does it does give me a little trepidation that Birds of Prey doesn't seem to be quite to, up to par. But I will see it when the time comes this weekend. Well, look what the cat. Well, look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> Mr. Carl. Oh. Before you say anything, Carl, I have yes. one question for you. Huh? I've got one question for, and it's it's burning at me. I know. I need to know this, okay? Mm-hmm. Carl, Carl, man, you know we're like brothers, right? Okay. Okay. You got any good memes for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the MWO boys got me good. Yes, they did. They got me good. They got they got you good, all right. Uh, if I was able to put it on the screen, <laughs> I, I would have done it again. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I understand, but... But that's okay, because I got him on driving through New York in pizza. Yeah. First yeah. thing. So so you're not alone. Yeah. yeah oh, trust know. me. This board, I can get <laughs> How's everybody doing today? We're uh, good. I put, I apologize for the, my uh, tardiness, because the... Getting off work, rushing, and then I had to. Boy, you better get that. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Oh, I got memes for you, so don't even try it. I didn't do nothing. I, you don't, that's the that's the beauty part. How you don't even have to. I didn't do nothing. You don't even have to. You just did something right there. But um, yeah, I was just uh, seeing the. I just got out of the movies to you know see Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. The only time I could see it. Understandable. Yeah. And what did you think? <laughs> Remember when we reviewed when we did our uh, thirty years of Batman review? Yeah. And then you talked of, when we got to Batman and Robin. Yeah. And you said, "What did the director say?" Um, the director said that uh, Batman and Robin was essentially like toy commercial. Not quite. All right. Before the director said action, mm-hmm. what did he tell the actors? Oh, shoot, I don't remember. He said, Put on your bat nipples. <laughs> well, besides that. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't re- remember, this is a cartoon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's the feeling I got from it. It was just a, it was a female suicide squad. What? That's what I got out of it. Like, I'm just watching it. And I'm just I like, told him, I told him that if you watch these movies back to back, Suicide Squad. He'd be happier with Suicide Squad. I knew. No, I put the. I, uh, it was okay. So I, I was she was so. Harley Quinn was so annoying in this movie. I wanted to just like tell her to shut up. And you're up. a DC guy, right? I know. Well, we've had this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I heard like uh, bits and pieces of it while I was outside. I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought. The Huntress and Black Canary were great. I thought Rosie Perez. 
nailed her character. It was good to see her again. I pretty. will say that. Yep. Yeah. But I, I just... And I went in with an open mind. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a Marvel guy. Yep. I went in with an open mind, and I'm just like... And a pocket full of memes. <laughs> oh, the memes can... They can just come to me like that. Breakfast. Just, <laughs> you want some breakfast? <laughs> but I'm just like... First of all, t- to me, did Hunt just look like Bailey to you? Uh, let me see, let me see a, p- a picture. I got, I got the Wikipedia up here. She's huge. She was. I couldn't get over how tall she was. Yes, yeah, that's was. a Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character, right? Correct. I, I can't. I can't picture her looking like Bailey. I don't know. Just the way she did, and I don't know. Just did you feel like Bailey looked to me? Did, did you feel like like I said? I thought like the first five minutes of the Huntress Anya, they were trying to go cute and funny, and then it was like. Then they stopped, like with her dialogue, not her just shooting. I'm talking about her actual dialogue. She barely had any dialogue, though. Uh, it was like, it was, the, just... it was the beginning of her. I felt like they were trying to be cute, and then all of a sudden it was like, no, no, we can't do this. And then they went to serious with her. But, yeah, she should have been the serious one the whole time, and it's like, uh-uh, it just didn't quite resonate with me. Um, the movie was like a little less than okay. Less than okay? Yeah, like I was just. Yeah, this is the Marvel just, guys defending the DC movie, and the DC there. guys just destroyed it. <laughs> I, was, I was just there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. these memes. Yeah. Breakfast. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. If you saw the picture, did you see the picture beforehand? I didn't want to go blind. Yeah. No, you did not. The picture that was sent beforehand, you would have been like, you want some breakfast too. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, um, Dina Lance, Black Canary. Yeah. Whenever I saw her fight, mm-hmm. I instantly thought of the women's fight scene in Undercover Brother. Um. Oh man, have I seen that movie? If I if I have seen it, I haven't seen it in like many many years. Yeah, it was just a little too slow for me. Was it was it just like a lot of like poor choreography? Like yeah, you know what? It seemed like hers hers didn't like when they were fighting. It seemed like she wasn't making contact. Right. It mm. it was like you could almost visibly see the misses, mm. but like the others were were pretty convincing. But hers mm. were kind of like it was a Brandy Ro- it was a Brandy Rhodes match. <gasps> oh my God! No, don't don't say things like that. Really, think about it. It's like she's like slow moving and just like you know gingerly falls so she can't take the bump. I would say Brandy Rhodes versus Arch Cassidy, but that's an insult to Arch Cassidy. Yeah, that is. Oh, that's that's that's. Uh, see now now it, it, it sounds like uh, there's a lot more L's to this movie than. Uh, yeah, in. yeah. I would get like one Batman reference. Mm-hmm. There could have been more. Okay. Like, I understand they were trying to stir away from Batman, mm-hmm. but it was just, just didn't quite get to me. I literally felt like I was watching an animated Suicide Squad. Wow. Now, would you say, how would you compare this to Suicide Squad in terms of quality? Would you say this is better or Suicide Squad being better? Slightly better. Slightly better? Okay. Slightly better. Because Enchantress really just fucked that up for me. Yeah. Yeah, but I. I... Enchantress. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't like her, but I I thought El Diablo was 
He was the best character right. in that movie. He was. And his his performance outweighed this whole movie. I own Suicide Squad. I, I, I own it. I, I won't even touch this. Forget it. And and no. Is this in the DCEU? Yeah. Yeah, they took it out. It's 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 bad. <laughs> I, they, they they took it out on this one. I mean, it's it's you know what you put out Aquaman, you put out Wonder Woman, and then you put out this. Yeah, Wonder it's Woman like, lost me at the end, though. I mean, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is great uh, till the end. No, I'll, I'll say like Wonder. I'll, I'll Pepsi challenge Wonder Woman against most of the MCU catalog. Also, Aquaman and Shaz- and Shazam. You still got to see Shazam. I still haven't seen. I, I haven't I seen know, those two. You, you, I know. I know you've got your own personal biases against like you know teen films and all this, but. Trust me, Shazam is like my favorite DC EU film. Like it's that good. Well, like, Trevor owns it. He's been wanting me to watch it, but I I don't know. I can't give in to the kid. I mean, I mean, uh, this will make up for Birds of Prey. It has to. It, I I would be surprised if you if you dislike Shazam as much as or more than Birds of Prey. Really, was you that, McGregor? That, that'd be hard. Yeah. What do you think about him? Uh, you and McGregor. As Roman Sionis, <coughs> Black Mask. What did you think about that? The, the relationship between him and Victor. Victor was his bitch. Yeah, it was really. It was. It was. I feel like they Victor had Zaz this. was a. From what I from what I hear about in the comics, and stuff, I feel like he's a much more like. He's an assassin. Yeah, yeah, I think figured he'd be a much more standout character. He was literally his bitch. Was it was like I'm kind of like some sort of like dom slave thing going on? Well, it kind of like it it kind of teetered on that without them saying it, mm-hmm. but it was like Victor had the hots for it. That's how it seemed. Yeah. Like he was. I don't know if you and McGregor was if Black Mask was feeling the same thing, but Victor was kind of like he he had eyes for Black Mask. I see. Huh. It was really it was it was a weird dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Like when yeah. you're not ex- like when it's not part of what you're used to or like what the the the, the story's always been. Mm. It's like what the hell's going on here? Yeah, Victor's mm. just seems like he just was, he just seemed like in all reality was just a stronger character and he just got downplayed. Yeah. Oh wow. That's that's weird. I mean that's that's I mean I, I'm all for taking unique approaches for characters, but there's right. some approaches that are just. That end up being weird for its own sake, or yep. being way too weird for its own good. You well, enjoyed I, this movie, didn't you? And I think I I haven't seen it yet, because um, I I was I wanted to see it over the weekend, but I was too sick. I mean, I'm 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 it was okay all that now. pineapple pizza. If it was pineapple, do that. If it was pineapple pizza, man, I would have like it would be like that's, that's like my spinach. That's like that's like my spinach. Like I'm Popeye. Pineapple pizza spinach is like my is spinach. Spinach is great. Spinach it's is greatness. green. It's green. Spinach is great. Dude. It's I, green. I like broccoli. So I I, no, like no, lettuce. green. Anything that looks like snot, forget it. Green is greatness. <laughs> greatness. <laughs> I was like, no. Don't like green. You got to put more emphasis on the green. Greatness. Roman Reigns. <laughs> it is what it got to be some like, greatness. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you're getting this. They're going to get this. Oh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for that. Um, well, okay, what would you say is like unequivocally like the most positive aspect of of Birds of Prey? One that you, the one that one that made you go, there they go, they nailed it. Um, ooh. the credit scenes at the end. 
God damn, I didn't even stay for that. There was supposed to be something at the end. There, it was just her saying, hey, what are you doing here? It was it was like a waste of time. Uh, okay. All right. It was, it was, well, I had to, I had to like speed just to make it here. Yeah. Under, under, and no ticket. <laughs> That's good, because you weren't driving in New York. Fives. <laughs> Fuck Schenectady. <laughs> Um, it was cool to see. It was cool that they sh- that they showed um the picture of um Captain of um Captain Boomerang, mm-hmm. in police station. And she goes, oh, I know him. Okay, yeah. so an Easter egg. That was it. I, I, yeah, I have no time. I have no like time for Easter eggs. <laughs> I thought like like the fight scene in the prison in the jail. You mean to tell with, me with that the- she? Who has no powers or anything, and I'm gonna get to that in a sec. With the with took the, out an entire, but they were dumb thugs. She's been hanging out with the the Joker, so she's got this like crazy ass mentality. She's a crazy, crazy person. They're, it was they're cops. it was a fun. It was they a, have guns. I'm not talking about the cops. Okay. I'm talking about the the actual jail when she's getting the girl out. Okay. And and the, the the sprinklers come on. That was a that, that was, was a pretty good, cool. Fight that was scene. a good fight scene. That was. Um, like I said, most of the fight scenes were enjoyable. Um, but except for Journey, except the, the, for Journey, Journey Smule. The the, the 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 roller skating thing. Where the hell did that come from? The holy, the, like they're like she had time to cha- to do foot change or something like that. Okay, that I caught. Yeah, yeah that I caught on, but it was just. Mm. Even in like that that final scene, that final scene, which was supposed to be a climatic scene, climatic mm-hmm. fight scene, just felt a little too slow for me. Hmm. Like it just didn't. Like, okay, I really can't compare, compare it to like like a lot most like MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Like they're not they it wasn't as fast paced and it just wasn't as hard hitting. Mm-hmm. I felt it just didn't quite. It was Luther Vandross's Jerry Curl. It just didn't quite... Didn't quite twist the way it should. Nope. Just did it. Nah, <laughs> it didn't. And all of a sudden, Black Canary doesn't get power, doesn't get a power to... Oh, wait. Nope, nope, nope. She talks about not wanting to use them, though. She, she They say earlier in the movie about you have your mother's powers, but you won't use them. Oh, okay. So, so they, do right. make, they do make a reference for that. Right. And that was that was a pretty cool cool scene too, so um, it was just uh, the whole movie. It was it was almost like you were reading the comic book, but they were just trying to go so far over the top. Like I I, I thought they took Harley Quinn and and made her ten times more annoying than she is in the comic. Get ready for the next cosplay sensation of the year. Because this movie is, this is going to be the end of, of her character, I think. They won't, this movie's tanked. It, it only did 30, uh, 36 million. Yeah, it was the lowest DCEU opening. So, so I, can't, I can't picture them going anywhere with her as a, as a main character. Not as a main character, right. I could see her more as a supporting character. Um, yeah. But they, I will say, I did like the casting of Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. Like, she, you know, she was older. She had that veteran cop status mm-hmm. and stuff. But, um, and yeah, and I thought she, you know, I thought she was great great for the role. Um, but, yeah, I just... See, see, the first five minutes, I, I was saying earlier, I, I looked at my kid and I was like, Trev, man, you owe me for this. <laughs> but what they did do, which I thought was kind of like... I don't know how I felt about it because I was. It kind of annoyed me 
if you do something, own up to it. Yeah. And so they're making the movie, the beginning of the movie, and it's like a actually like a comic book. It's it's art, mm-hmm. and it's screening, and it's it's her talking about her relationship with the Joker. Mm-hmm. Except it's not Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah. It's a different Joker. Screw! You know what? You put him in the movie. You chose to have him in the movie. She's part of that movie. Mm-hmm. That's her Joker. Put him in the cartoon. Don't put some other Joker. Put him, the one you owned. You put him in the movie. You deal with it. And they took the. They went to the old school looking Joker. Oh, that's, yeah. Which that's I, yeah, they did in the in, in the opening animated yeah. scene. But that was. Yeah. But that's wrong because that's not the Joker that was associated with her. Well. Uh, well, true, but is, is, isn't that like DC's acknowledgement of the the mistake they made by casting Jared Leto? Well, as? they made a bigger one making this movie. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Tell us how you really feel. Well, I can do this all night. <laughs> what, what is his nickname? Nope. Today, I am man of 888 opinions. 888? I'm still under the weather from January. I still got this hacking cough, so I'm a little short this year, this uh, this, this episode. I have a you get to 1,000. <laughs> But I'm looking at a, a box office mojo and Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Um, its budget was uh, $84,500,000. And so far, it's grossed domestically $35.1 million. Yeah. Yeah. And it's opened, opened it over 4,200 theaters. So it's... Uh, Sucks. <clears throat> it's a, Excuse me. It's got, it. something in my, got a bird in my throat. It, oh, go ahead and say it. What? Well, you just... It's out. Yeah. It, it's it's a big old domestic flop here, although worldwide it's made eighty one million, which is still under budget. So, ouch, damn. I mean, I guess eventually it'll come through. The music sco- the the music choices were well, it was okay. They they pulled out heart Barrac- was it Barracuda Barracuda that was in there. Yeah, that seemed a little too like I wasn't surprised by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only song that was actually like surprised the two songs, um, Barry White, which he was talking about the che- the egg and cheese sandwich. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> and then um, Love Roller Coaster. Okay. For a getaway scene. Hmm. Like I can see I can see that being used for something like that. You can. It's just like okay. I'm like oh okay. I you know I actually haven't heard that in a while, so I was cool with it. But I just couldn't. Yeah, just couldn't. Nope. So, nope. 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 All right. So, so um, if you were to rank Birds of Prey among the other DCEU films, where where would you place it? Where would you place it below or above other DCEU films? Above Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad was just bad. Yeah, it's it's. I a, just hate that. It, it's a topic. Avengers was awful. <laughs> it's an embarrassment. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, I, no, best thing about two, only two, three good things. Okay. Harley Quinn because the way she was rather she looked. This one, Harley Quinn, she just looks skinny. She looks sick. <laughs> she looks. She looks thick. She. She was a little. Well, I, I commented on her wardrobe. It looked like we just grabbed it out of a trash bag and said, "Wear this." I think that was kind of what they were going for. But oh, trust me, it's gonna be a cosplayer's dream this uh, this summer. Trust mm. me. Yeah, she just. She, she wasn't, yeah, she wasn't even that appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would put this definitely above Suicide Squad. It's not hard, but okay. Tied with, no, I was below. This is saying a lot. Yeah. 
below Justice League? No. That what? Below Justice League? Yeah. Justice League is a turd. Well, this is a floater. It's <laughs> 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 opinion nine hundred. <laughs> oh wow. Um. Well, okay. Well, John Haponic, uh, DC fan, uh, came t- came in to ch- chat uh, to chime in. Oh. Uh, he says that uh, Birds of Prey was better than the majority of MCU films. The lies that you speak <laughs> are unheard of. It will make a profit overseas, and Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Endgame didn't. Well, yeah, but that's because you have stick up the ass critics who just. Who are Scorsese influenced? Hey, listen, hey, Joker, Joker won two Oscars. Yeah, but Black Panther got three. Suck it, John Aponte. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Black Panther did win three. Um, Endgame did was nominated for one Oscar. It, it, it did, but yeah, the the Academy hates Marvel movies. I'm just. Then why did Black Panther win three? Pandering. It was not pandering. What the? That's simple. That's were, simple. That's simple. That's just simple. Deep down inside, you know I'm right. You are wrong. Black right. Panther earned its accolades. Oh, trust me, it did. It did, but I feel like it was just, they got theirs with Black Panther. We're not going to give them anymore. There's conspiracy behind that. We'll tell, we'll, tell MC, we'll tell Disney to step up the quality of their movies, because their yeah. movies are just like box standard. Says, says the guy who cried at Endgame. Three times. I never said Endgame was part of that bog standard, but 2019, there were a multitude of films better than Avengers Endgame. Much like the Best Picture winner, Parasite. I I, Parasite. I, I actually thought about you when yeah. I saw that when I saw that one, and I was like, all right, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. I can't I can't say because I never seen Parasite, but you should. It's Endgame. A, I would I'll cool. defend Endgame. Endgame was a masterpiece to me. I love that movie. Okay, I mean, I mean, it was definitely better than Suicide Squad. I'll tell you that. Anything is better than Suicide Squad. No, Birds of Prey is not. <laughs> um, no. Well, no, okay. No, no. Enchantress ruined it for me. Well, it really, really did. You know what? No, not I'm thinking about it. They crucified Cassandra Cain. I don't know the character that was. I she can't. was a Batgirl. She lost her voice when her parents were killed. She was trained to be a master assassin from Deathstroke. And her and biggest then, accomplishment was shitting a diamond. No kidding. Like, <laughs> how bad was that? I just looked at her and I was like, this is just a disgrace to DC Comics. Just mm. unbelievably bad. Wow. It was like I said, I felt like they were just trying to go so far over the top and push it. And it was just like, let's be as silly and as crazy and, and do whatever we want. And it was almost like a group of high school boys were just putting this together mm-hmm. and just went with it. It, oh. it was just wretched. That's pretty, um, that's pretty... You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it because they had Will Smith and Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. They had El Diablo. Like El, and El, El Diablo. fucking Diablo. And El Diablo. blows up things so, and turns into fire. Yeah, like Slightly... Just, okay. Suicide Squad. Slightly. And I'm like... Peeking through, not much better. Like en- Enchantress sucked as a villain. Absolutely, I will agree with you. But you know what? How like take her villain and compare it to like you and McGregor. Like his villain wasn't. It was just too goofy. Right. So, like, so there you go. And but but this movie didn't have an El Diablo. 
And that scene, I'm sorry, like whether you like Will Smith or not, that scene when he's blowing everything away and the military guy's just like stopping like, oh shit, watching this. Like that was kind of cool. Like just that was a well-played scene. Just those two things alone make Suicide Squad better than that turd, the floater. (laughs) Well, you know, the one you flush the toilet, it goes all the way down and then all of a sudden it comes back and you're like, it's like a little friend. You know what it was? Think back to pre to attitude era. Yeah. Owen will the Owen Nugget. Yeah. Yep. yeah. O- Owen Hart. Yeah. That yeah. Shout outs to Eddie. <laughs> yeah. The floater, yeah. The nugget. Yeah. I am the not thing. a nougat. <laughs> well, would would you say Birds of Prey is at least better than Man of Steel? I liked Man of Steel when Superman killed Zods. Oh my god, that was awesome. Never seen it, actually. You never seen Man of Steel? Yeah. I, I will say this: Man of Steel, like before, before uh, Zack Snyder, you know, revealed, you know, what his ultimate master plan was for the character, and showed that his complete misunderstanding of Superman. Man of Steel was had potential. It had potential. It, 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 it had a potential to set some unique directions for the DCEU, but then Batman versus Superman happened. And um, Man, Man of Steel, it's it's a it's a film that when you look back on it. It's worth watching, but just know that it fundamentally misunderstands uh, the Superman character. It 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 it, it completely turn it completely like takes a wrong headed approach to the Superman mythos. Mm-hmm. Like for example, um, you know, uh, Pa Kent, uh, Jonathan Kent, who um, who suggests that his that his son Clark should have left all those school kids to die on the bus instead of revealing his powers. Because that's what that's what Jonathan Kent did as as nurturing the Man of Steel. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Let those kids die. Yeah, don't let them, don't let them know that you're, that, that you're a Kryptonian. All right, but I will really. say this: it's gonna be a slightly off subject, but wait, because it was kind of off subject. I was getting somewhere. Yeah, Christopher Nolan produced Man of Steel, right? Yeah, he, he didn't direct it. No, he didn't direct it at all. Listen, go on YouTube mm-hmm. since you didn't see the movie and look at the trailer for Tenet. Oh, I love Tenet. I've seen Tenet. I've seen uh, the the trailer, of course. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just saw. Did the, I miss something. I, I thought just, it was uh, coming out until <laughs> I just July. saw the trailer for it. That looked good. Yeah, yeah. Tenet looks that amazing. Looks great. Yes, John David Washington, Robert Pattinson. Oh, I'm there. We already know that you hate. You. I'm I'm looking forward to Invisible Man. We had one sitting here a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? So, <laughs> he was much more quieter too. But then uh, he saw Birds of Prey and just. Oh man, um, would would you say Birds of Prey is better than Batman versus Superman? The only you shouldn't thing, have to think about the this. The only thing Birds of Prey is not better than is Ghost Rider Two. <laughs> Jesus, that is the only Jesus. superhero movie. It's not better. Superhero to the see wow. to see to see Ghost Rider pissing fire. Mm-hmm. Come on, nothing is worse than that. Birds of Prey came really close. Wow. Ben Affleck Daredevil? No. No. Because you had Jennifer Jennifer Garner in it. The Cell and, with Jennifer and, Lopez. And yeah, but that's not a superhero movie. And that dude, who's is, is who is the guy? Who's the bad guy in that? Oh, uh, uh, which one? The Cell. Uh, oh, is it Vincent D'Onofrio? Oh, he, he nailed creepy in that one. Yeah. He was he was super creepy in that. But no. He can play creepy very good. This was this was. This yeah no Birds of Prey and, and Ghost Rider like those are the Ghost Rider two those are the movies that should be like an ostrich and bury its head and never 
come back up ever again. Please. I don't even see it at the cheap bin in Walmart. I think that's well. Well, as 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 disappointing, and I'm and I'm that's baffling that you would mention Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Um, I, I I still plan on seeing Birds of Prey. This oh, go weekend. ahead, go ahead, because yeah. I would love to hear your. Yeah. I would love to hear your side of it. Um, I I am. I mean, I I am a little disappointed that it sounds like that this does not continue the the streak of good films from the DCEU, starting with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam. Um, unfortunately, this sounds like an L, but I I will see it. I'll, I'll still see it. I'll still judge for myself. Um, I mean, it's 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 got to be better than Suicide Squad. I mean, that's it's like the the bar's on the floor at that point. If you can't walk over the bar on the floor, then I mean, it's like the you know. Well, you can look at it this way. There's still potential because you know how when you run, one mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, yeah, Shazam, mm-hmm. Birds of Prey. Oh but, shit! You know they can keep running. <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, well, well. I, I, I will, I will, I will see uh, what what the story is this uh, this coming weekend, and then I'll I'll talk I'll talk a bit about it uh, next week. Uh, Birds of Prey. Okay. Um, and and it turns out that they actually shortened the full title because uh, people didn't want to say all that when they're buying the ticket. Pretty much. So they just shortened it to Harley Quinn's Birds of Prey. I literally just had six thirty Birds of Prey. Yeah, or just say that Birds of Prey. Like yeah, they know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, DC was trying to get a little too cute with the title. Yeah. 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 They were. But but yeah, Birds of Prey. It's uh. It's kind of better than Suicide Squad. It's a turd. Don't do it. <laughs> Save your money. I I gotta hear y'all's. I gotta hear y'all's opinion on that one. Right. Um, um, I guess to each his own. It was just like it's just a movie that's just there. Mm. Birds of Prey. No, it's yeah. not anywhere. Well, it's got to be better than Captain Marvel at least, because Captain Marvel. No. Was, what? what? Uh, you no. know what? I saw Captain Marvel, and I'd, I'd suffer through Captain Marvel before I'd suffer through that ever again. Jeez. This was even, this was even worse than Green Lantern. Really? You would say Birds of Prey is worse than Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern? Absolutely in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, man. Well. I'm telling you, it's Birds of Prey and Ghost Rider 2 in a race for the worst. Well, well. Th- first of all, this makes me want to watch Ghost Rider two, and well, the first one for that matter. But me too. But uh, just because I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. Well, Ghost Rider the first one, what it lacks. I know people shit on Nicolas Cage a lot, mm-hmm. but that scene when with him and Sam Elliott riding is just like one of the best movie scenes of all time. Mm-hmm. The, the the original Ghost Rider and the Ghost Rider on the bike, just unbelievable. Um, the second one. Oh my God! Terrible, mm. terrible, see, terrible. Didn't even see it. Terrible. Yeah. Well, f- well, well. I was Fantastic Four movies. I was gonna ask. I was gonna say. <laughs> that. Final, final comparison. Uh which Fantastic Four movies are you referring to? Okay. What you know? What? All three of them. Okay. So, I I like the Jessica Alba ones. They they not bad. weren't bad. They weren't bad. They think it did. They yeah. they get like, I don't know what it is why people hate it. They get kind of like bitch slapped. Mm-hmm. They're not that bad. The second one when she's got the big lips, I, I don't I don't you notice her lips got like super big in the I don't know. The, the se- thing. It was, those movies were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean I think the, 
they miscast Doom. I think they really needed somebody with a more um, menacing voice, and they didn't do that. Like, mm. you've got a yeah. guy in a mask. You got to give him a menacing voice. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, I think the guy that they cast. I, and I forgot it. I forgot his name too. Oh, uh, Julian McMahon. They, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because um, he, I think he played a good Doom before the mask. Yeah. Well, I think he kind of he just he had that look. You know what? It's like Darth Vader having James Earl Jones as his voice. Like the guy might have made a good Victor Von Doom outside, but when he got in the mask, you needed to give him somebody's voice that was like not. You know, not Christopher Walken or right, uh, but someone whose voice was like menacing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, he's in um he's in that show Runaways, <coughs> and I know you'll never watch it. You guys would never watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's you know teen teen Marvel. Uh, yeah, teen Mar- series. Yeah, teen Marvel series. Yeah. Um, I got I still got to watch the la- the last season, the final season actually. Mm. And I'm actually doing another challenge. Okay. I see you're progressing in your form, February. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm almost done. I'm in the last chapter of uh, Batman Telltale, that glitch infested. Oh wow! <laughs> Speaking of which, Renee Montoya is in the in the game. Oh okay. There was a glitch where I say I chose to save her, mm-hmm. but she's nowhere to be found. Hmm. Like, I'm literally talking to her, mm-hmm. but she's not there. Oh. So I'm talking to air, <laughs> so the and the air is talking back to me. Oh wow! So the game's just glitched out. Oh my god! I don't. I, and uh, and the thing is, maybe maybe it wasn't the decision I made from the last time I played it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I was like, man, I don't remember this many glitches. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 just. But yeah, when games glitch like that, that's just incompetence. All it, is, it it was yeah. like the story's good. Mm-hmm. Telltale story games, their stories are good, mm-hmm. and that's something nobody will ever say about Birds of Prey. Well, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> speak. Well, well I'm just I'm just rolling with this. You know. Um, Sorry. Well, well, well. While we're on the DC tip, um, Nick Quattrini asked if um, if uh, you've seen or we'll talk about the CW crossover, the Crisis of Infinite Earths. Oh yeah. So I, yeah, and also Arrow's ending and what you thought about. All of that. Um, I, I liked, I liked what they did in Crisis. Um, mm. I think it would have made a better movie, like mm. a like a real like. And in some of the stories, I think they hurt themselves in regards to the fact that they took a hiatus in between. Like they had three, and then there was like time off, and then they had, they should have just done them all at once. Yeah. Um, they really, the characters were great. They all kind of blended well together. Mm-hmm. Um, they they make references to like, oh, every time there's a crossover, you don't need that. Um, but it it was good, Nick. It was I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little behind on the Arrow one. I have to watch that, um, the finale. But I mean, <coughs> I've loved what they've done so far, and I guess they're using that to set up maybe a new TV show for mm-hmm. his daughter. Um, oh, okay. The girl, the girl who plays. Um, Oliver Queen's daughter mm-hmm. and Felicity's daughter, she is like spot on the perfect character because she looks like Felicity, mm-hmm. but she's got Oliver's attitude, oh, and cool. and it is it is a good combination, and 
It is a fun, fun. I think her with her brother and the team they've built, it's going to be a good show. Okay. And it's good to see Katie Cassidy back mm-hmm. um, as, as Black Canary because she kind of adds a a bitchy dimension to it. Yeah. And uh, she, she's kind of like that you never know what she's going to do type of person, mm-hmm. type of character. So she's a nice fit. Okay. Interesting. So. One thing I, I got to ask, since you're the DC guy, Renee Montoya, was she a lesbian in the comics? I, I think at one point, yeah. Like I think oh, they okay. brought her into it. Um, I do like the fact, like I said before you were here, Rosie Perez nailed it. She did. Yep. She did. It was like she had that. She looked like she looked worn down. She looked like she was drunk. She looked like she was exhausted. Mm. Um, But she looked like she wasn't going to quit. Yeah. Like she was never going to quit. She knew what she wanted. And at all costs. And it it didn't matter. And I thought that was great. Mm. So. Nice. And, uh. And also, uh, Gabe Jackson uh, says that Birds of Prey wasn't bad at all, and Alicia Celia agrees. Agrees with what? That it wasn't bad at all? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Hmm. <clears throat> don't call it that. Just... She, she wasn't lucky when she saw it. That's all. <laughs> she must have went to the wrong movie. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I just can't really, like, ride, I don't know, I just... Well, can you say that Birds of Prey has potential to float to the top of... Uh... It's kind of what a floater does. So no, you know what it does? Water. It has the potential to float to the top if you take it as medicine to go to bed, because it'll definitely put you to sleep. It was bad. It was just bad. I can't even... I can't say it enough. It was just... Well, and I don't usually hate on movies this bad, mm-hmm. but it was just... It was bad. Okay, well, I mean... Like it was like ask for a refund, bad. Um, no, I wouldn't ask for. I wouldn't ask for my refund. Well, I mean, I, I will. Say, I will say since Birds of Prey sounds like it's not not a winner. Um, at least we have Wonder Woman eighty four to look yes. forward to this summer. Um, that sh- that will be cool. Although I'm wondering how they're going to explain uh, Steve Trevor coming back. But but uh, but I, I'm definitely going to check that out. At least that's a cheetah finally. Yep. He probably Who's playing cheetah. Uh, Kristen Wiig. He probably uh, jumped plane, or I don't know. It's it's a movie. They're they're gonna lie to us, and we're gonna buy it. That's what we do. <laughs> well, if it's gonna be eighty four, then and the first one took back took place in what around World War One. Yeah. So it's probably just a clone. Thing. I wouldn't even say clone. Just flashback. Flashbacks. Mm. His spirit speaking to her in some way, shape, or form, and stuff. Kind of like what they did when um Kilgrave showed up in Jessica Jones season two. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But that's the only logical thing I can mm-hmm. think of. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say that uh I'm I'm confident in saying that uh Wonder Woman 84 will make up for Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. They they need to now. Yeah. Like cuz cuz you know, I don't even think Shazam financially how well did that do? Did that do well? It did do well. Um I I know it, I know it, uh let me see. Shazam. Got it. You're on Box Office Mojo? I'm on Wikipedia, actually. Uh, it did $366 million. Okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, against a budget of $100 million. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so... and I'm So clearly it did better than Birds of Prey is going to do. <sighs> yeah, so It's good. still time. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? They're going to change the name to Turds of Prey. Turds of Prey? Turds of Prey. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 um... 
Let me see. Uh, Nick Quattrini says that, um, I guess in reference to Crisis of, on Infinite Earths, um, I agree. I didn't like the self-awareness. They couldn't remember the events of this one, but they remembered three crossovers <coughs> ago. Um, and he also asks, would you say Oliver's change could have been foreshadowed in his I must become someone else intro or something else intro? Um, also... Let me see. Gabe Jackson uh, says, uh, from my understanding, in regards to Birds of Prey, uh, the flow of the movie was just a slow buildup to introduce everyone to the characters instead of just rushing everything. Once we got the climax of the film, then that's when everyone should have realized what all of the characters had in common. The only thing I disliked about the film was the antagonist's lame-ass acting, and the woman who played Helena Bertinelli just seemed awkward in the role. Aquan in the role was definitely, I, I I can definitely agree with. Um, Ewan McGregor's character just wasn't Ewan McGregor. Hmm. I just felt like that just wasn't the role for him. Like he played against type? Big time. Hmm. Big time. They they could have casted somebody. Like, I don't even know, is Black <coughs> Mass? He's not like that. Yeah, so he's, he's like, more. He's like a kind of like a gangster type of type of character. Yeah, I'm trying to picture you and McGregor as that type of role, a gangster. If no. they if if they I've kept him seen... as a gangster, but he was like a a gangster on like Happy Pills. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I can't. It was like he'd go from he was kind of bitchy, but he was kind of happy, and he was like he was like all of he kind of had a mean like he, you yeah. never knew where where he was going. Mm-hmm. Was he like 60s Riddler? Or Jim Carrey Riddler? Hmm. Riddler. I got, a, got kind of a feel out of it. 60s Riddler, maybe. You Frank, give him... Frank Gorshin? Yeah. Maybe. Kind of like along that. Hmm. No, no, that makes me want to see it even more, actually. And then it just kind of... In a way, too, it feels like... It seems like they were trying to be... It's like they were... Tr- it's like Harley Quinn mm-hmm. was like their Deadpool. Oh, that yeah, definitely. They would, and like I said, you know, Deadpool. I I saw the Deadpool movies. Not really a fan. I, Love I, them. I get I get what they're doing, and here was a character for me that I thought in the movies they they made him five times more annoying than the the character in the comics, which isn't as bad as the ten they tried with Harley Quinn, and that to me is like like you're just going so it was just like they were reaching. Yeah, we're just going to keep plugging and plugging and plugging and plugging and I'm just like stop. Mm-hmm. And it's it was like, you know, uh she, you know, I don't know. It just seems so forced. Yeah. The whole movie seemed forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, well fair enough. Uh, this yeah. may this may turn into a big discord. <laughs> I'll 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 still see it uh this weekend and um yeah, I'll I'll come up with a my my report for next week. Uh, but yeah, floater. But but, but, but between qu- comparing it to a floater and Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, I am not looking forward to this. So you sat through worse. Oh, I've sat through way worse. I, 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 I sat through Suicide Squad. I sat through BVS. You know, and that's like four hours. Oh, BVS was, was like a, a that that was a bowel movement. What? Yeah. I've had better Bob. <laughs> He's gonna kill Martha. Martha. Why would you say that name? <laughs> That's his mommy. 
Oh my god. That, that fucking movie was so badly written. Jesus Christ. What were you thinking? Um anyway. Yeah, uh so Man, you still have people who just somehow, some way defend it. <laughs> well, John Haponics saw the light. I got yeah. I got him to to finally realize that how bad how terrible that movie is, but he still he still cleared on Suicide Squad, so he had to go to Texas for it. He <laughs> <laughs> had to go to Texas just to prove it to him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do we have a question of the week or Dude, something? I didn't even think of him. One nope. question of the week. What? what, what kind I of question? I know. What do you need? What do you, you know? Need? What? Oh, okay. Question of the week. Yeah. Um, what do you want? Uh, most underrated since Valentine's Day is this Friday. Mm-hmm. Most underrated pop culture couple. Um. Hmm. Most underrated pop culture couple. What do you got, Jim? Um, let me think about it. Ant Man and Wasp. Hmm. A nice couple that just doesn't quite get their due. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mine's go back to the little sitcom days. Rocky and Bullwinkle. No. Okay. Overton and Sinclair from Living Single. Oh yeah, that. That is a qu- that is yeah, quite like a everybody loves Martin and Gina, Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv, Doc Skin and Viv. Mm-hmm. But just well, well, then if you're gonna go there, what about Alice and Ralph from the Honeymooners? Oh, that was yeah. before my time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you got DVD power, YouTube. Yeah, you're young. You get all this stuff. Streaming. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Honeymooners. Oh, I know who they are. Lucy and and Ricky. Lucy and Ricky is like up there. Yeah, like, they are. That's true. That's true. They're highly glorified. Yeah, yeah. How about the Cunninghams? Don't remember the Honeymooners. Richie Cunningham, Fonzie, Happy Days. Oh. Okay, now we're going way too far back. <laughs> happy Days, though. What kind of question was this? I, I don't You're know. supposed <laughs> to ask stuff like, "What do you want on your pizza?" Ham and pineapple. Should you go to jail if you have pineapple on pizza? Oh, absolutely. No. Oh, no, that's only if you're speeding in Schenectady. <laughs> or putting your face on Ving Rames' body. Breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to show you that picture. Oh, oh what? Yeah, Then you yeah. understand. If I'm going to show you the picture beforehand. Hey, did you ever see The Lighthouse? I, no, I didn't. You didn't? No. All right. Oh, Lighthouse is really good. Yeah. Changed my life. Is that the one we was talking about when um, don't was yeah. Willem Dafoe said what he would do to a steak. Oh, that's what Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson said it. Willem yeah. Dafoe kept burping and farting all over the place. Yeah, that was kind of like all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, it's, it's such a it's such an awesome movie. And it's answer and it answered the mermaid question, right? Mm-hmm. It did answer the mermaid question. Wow, you say that with a smile. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna take a drink on that one. <laughs> <laughs> It's but not the drink we you think it's not the drink we want. BG water. That's it. <laughs> oh, Alicia Seeley says Gambit and Rogue. Okay. Good choice. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um Oh man, I I really don't have one. I have a question of the week. Oh, yeah. yeah, what's up? Given the fact of what there's a petition going on mm. about Amber Heard being taken out of Aquaman. Oh yeah, that's right. Because she that. beat up poor Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Do you think she should be pulled out of Aquaman? Yes. I don't know the story. I mean, that's... It. They Just found... Like, I guess it came true that she was abusing him. So 
that people are signing a petition to get her taken out of. No, yeah, Aquaman if too. Was, if it was a guy that did it, mm-hmm. they be they be rallying for his head. Yeah, keep that same energy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I'd say take Amber Heard out, out of Aquaman too. I'm I'm for it. Yeah, why well, gotta drag one of the best actors around, even though he's made a lot of bad movies. You know, why gotta why, what is what is his what does his career have to be dragged through the mud? You know what I always liked about Johnny Depp was the fact that he never did sequels, and then he started doing the Pirates of the Caribbean, and I'm like, duh, yeah. He was so good, like he changed character after character after character, mm-hmm. and then he did that, and then he did Tonto, and Tonto was just oh, was, was just it was Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah in the pro- West. I will give mm-hmm. it to him though. He actually became a part of that uh, Native American tribe. Uh, I forgot exactly what it was, but he actually became part of that. He tribe became part of Hollywood like... vampires too. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, you don't age. Did you? That's a band. Oh, <laughs> but he does. He is with, kind of a vampire. It's Alice Cooper, and I can't remember who else is in it. Oh, is it? Shit, I can't remember who else is the other. There's a third guy. Um, but I loved him in the Ninth Gate. I haven't seen that. You one. have not seen the Ninth Gate. I have not. Oh my god! It, it's he's a a book. He he uh he buys books, mm-hmm. and he gets hooked up with this guy who's got this satanic book. Yeah, and it's the Ninth Gate, and he gets caught in it, and it is it is an incredible story. Mm. It is it is bizarre. It's got, it's got a definite heavy European feel to it. Mm-hmm. But I I mean that's one that I tell people, check it out. It is it is really really good. Okay, I'll, I'll check that out. Black Mass too was a really good one. Yeah, Black Mass was was decent. Yeah, Whitey Bulger. Yeah, like Johnny Depp looking like Whitey, like transforming himself to look like Whitey Bulger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, any any other uh, final thoughts, gentlemen? Um, read a marvelous life. The story about Stan Lee that I picked up from Comic Con, written by Danny Fingeroth. Mm-hmm. I finally, I finally. Like finished it, yeah. Very good read. Okay. Very good read. I found out some like very interesting things that I never really even knew. Mm, about Stanley. Yeah. Hmm. Like he actually did entertain the idea of going to DC. Yeah, Stanley to DC. Imagine that. I mean, it's like it's like he'd be competing against himself. Technically. That's what, and that's what he said. He said he felt like he would be, um, like, betraying his creations. Mm-hmm. So he just. Stuck with Marvel, you know, he stuck with Marvel throughout a lot of bad times, actually. Mm. I think he was the one that was behind Marvel selling to Sony. I think that was his idea to because Marvel was going down the crapper, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it's a very, very good read. Like, I, I highly recommend like any comic book fan read that book, read that book. Okay, mm. so I've got two comics that I think people need to read, mm-hmm. should read. Um, Hang on, I'm just going to get on my damn phone. The first one's called Misplaced, The Misplaced, mm-hmm. and it's by uh, Source Point Press. And it's um, basically, in a nutshell, it is, um, where is it? It's about love, death, and the limitations of paradise. And it's basically, after a fatal shipwreck, James finds himself dissatisfied with the tedious... Um, Ways of the afterlife, even worse, his wife Anna is nowhere to be found, mm-hmm. and it's so this soul's trying to find it. it. It's really good. I've read the first two. The third one came out 
Um, probably when it's done, it's going to be a trade, trade paperback. It is fantastic art, and it, it's it's just one of those. It's an independent book, so it, it it's four and done, but it, it's well written, and it, it's worth it. The other one is called um, Archangel 8 mm. by AWA, and basically it's heaven and hell go to war, Ooh. and there are seven archangels that uh, fight this war, and then the eighth one does things the way he wants to. Um, this comes out in March. Um, AWA is the company it's coming out, and it looks really awesome. So again, they're two independent books for those people who are tired of DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, Archangel 8 and The Misplaced, I highly recommend both of them. I, I mean, uh, it's, it's, there are a lot of independent books out there. If you check them, there's something for everybody. Uh, so definitely check those two out, because I think they're going to be worth it. Yeah, that Archangel 8 sounds very intriguing. Yeah. Ooh. You always got to get a Jim Savard recommendation. Yeah, see? You 889. <laughs> or no, we hit 900, so it's 901. <laughs> Nice. All right. Couldn't get that one thousand. <laughs> All right. Well. Well. Once again, Jim. Always a pleasure. Yes. It's been a lot of fun filling in for the Invisible Man. I mean, Carl. I mean, uh, I'll take this. Uh, whatever. Breakfast. Ving. <laughs> Ving Rames. Yeah. <laughs> Ving Bird. Yeah. Or Carl Rames. <laughs> but uh. But yeah. We. But yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, thank you. Thank you so much once again for joining us. Uh, uh, an honor to be here as usual. Absolutely. Um, also, uh, Birds of Prey is in theaters now, so check it out if you want or don't. You can wait to rent it. I will check it out this weekend, and I will have a review for you for next week's episode. Um, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Peace out, nerds. Later. Peace.